Breakdown, not not in a usual location. Breakdown on the go. <laughs> we are driving today, uh, which I think is perfect for Pastor Zach's message. It's awesome. Pretty cool. Yeah. You know, Pastor Zach's message came out of Jeremiah 50, and I encourage all of you to go back and read that. Mm. Read those first few verses. Go back and listen to the message. Um, this is one of those messages. I mean, Zach's messages in general tend to be a lot of um, eternal truths and oh, yeah. nuggets and gems. Like you could sit on just one line oh, yeah. for, for a long time. <laughs> yeah, for 10 minutes and especially this past week. So I, I really encourage all of you to go back and do that, meditate on it, write it down. Cause I do think that the Lord uses pieces of it to um, address where he's working in certain people in the church because each one of us is on our own. We're on our own journey. And if you remember back um, when we did the King's Academy series, you know, God has, just like he had David in an academy, yeah. he has each of us in an academy um, walking with him because he has to work inside of each of us differently uh, within the context of Jesus saving us, but that us becoming more like Jesus is gonna look, that process is gonna look a little bit different for me than it is gonna, it does for Kurt because we have different life experiences. Absolutely. And I think sometimes we can get hung up on that, like, oh, I'm not like that other guy or that, how come it seems like she has it all together? It's like, okay, maybe in a certain area she does, but you know, in your in your life, you're you are unique. You're a unique child of God. We're yeah. not all the same. Yes. Um, and God has us on this path where He's making us more and more like Jesus and undoing certain things. So if there was a piece of the message that spoke to you, workshop that with the Holy Spirit. Absolutely. Ask the Holy Spirit to, you know break that down deeper into your soul. And if you have questions on it, that's why we have the church. That's why we have pastors. That's why um, I set up meetings with pastors all the time to talk about <laughs> so do I. things, right? <laughs> right, and, that, and that's cool, because I think we another lie that we can buy yeah. is that pastors stop growing. Yeah. And it's not true. No, it's not true We're at all. always growing. We're always growing and there's always something new to learn. And I think one of the most important things, I'm not like a big, note taker i won't take an enormous amount of notes i know that you you will sit there and just kind of yeah. get all this that's how i learn correct yeah. and i think for me what happens is when when something is really highlighted like you just said luke when something's happening in the message i tend to just like highlight it put an asterisk next to it or write that one liner down and then allow the holy spirit to, to workshop, like you said, workshop yes. that with me and take me on this journey and just experience like, okay, Lord, what are you actually doing in this? Um, and part of the reason why we really prayed about and wanted to establish this breakdown was to make sure that we're calling us all back to this word that was shared on Sunday. Because I have found from being at His Providence Church that this is typically an apostolic prophetic message coming through every week, which means it's not just like, oh, that was a great word, I'm gonna go home now. And, and Pastor Zach was even saying that, don't come for a great word. No. No, so it's, it's good to say, okay, what was the Father communicating through the Holy Spirit, through Zach, on Sunday through these passages? And I love how you said to just take the time to let the Holy Spirit break that down to you. Absolutely, yeah, because there's a lot there. And um, what I would say encapsulated the entire message was what Zach said 
uh, I think it was at the end of second service. Yes. And he said that our prayer, he's like, what, what should our prayer be in light of everything, in light of the whole message? Our prayer is that we would be a church that raises a standard on the mountaintop mm -hmm. to point people uh, and bring people into rest. Yeah. And so the question That's is, so what is raising a standard? And where are we pointing people to? And it's like, and, and so raising a standard that was in a battle, you would have a standard raised as a rallying point. It's kind of like a banner or a flag. Like this is our hill. Like mm -hmm. this is this is where we are all going. That 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 we are all going to be rallying. Um, the battle's raging, but this is this is our team. This is our base. This yeah. is where we're going. Yeah. And once you once you've taken ground, you raise a standard because it shows. Look, we have come this far, and this is this is this is now our territory. Um, and uh, you know, in Isaiah fifty nine nineteen, uh, he writes. So shall they fear the name of the Lord from the west and his glory from the rising of the sun. When the enemy comes in like a flood, mm. the spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard against him. Yeah. So, yes, we are going to be called to raise a standard, but that's 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 a that's a second piece. Yes, it First, is. we have to realize that God has raised the standard for us. Good. He's the one who fights for us. He is the one who goes before us and fights the enemy on our behalf. That's actually, that's so good. And you know, when we're raising the standard, we're calling everyone to that standard, which is not us. No. Because God has already raised that standard for us. We're calling people back and rallying people back to him. Right. We're calling the, the flag that we're holding up or whatever it is, is that standard. Mm -hmm. Right. The rally point is to Jesus. He exactly. has already made the way. And I love this. You know, Pastor Zach brought this up uh, at the beginning of one of the services about, you know, are we are we drawing people to ourselves? Are we looking to, you know, this leaders are notorious for this, you know, seeing the call of God in their life and then thinking it's on them to get it done and inevitably they end up drawing people to themselves and forgetting my whole right. focus is to point to Jesus right we are not the end goal we are not people are not the end goal social justice causes are not the end goal and we'll get to that yeah we will so and again Jesus Jesus is the end goal and Jesus is the standard and Jesus presented himself mm -hmm. as this yeah in John 3 when he was talking to Nicodemus, and Nicodemus was a religious, a religious leader at the time during Jesus' day, and he was curious about Jesus. And he goes to Jesus at night, and he has all these questions, and Jesus is Jesus cuts right through um, theology. He just points about about he points Nicodemus back to the fact that he needs to become born again. Yeah. And the focus of that rebirth is Jesus himself, the Son of Man. Because in John um, 3, this is around verses 13, Jesus says, No one has ascended into heaven, but he who descended from heaven, the Son of Man, is yeah. Jesus. Mm -hmm. As Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up, yeah. so that whoever believes will in him have eternal life. So, we have in the Old Te the Old Testament, God promises that He raises a standard up on our behalf when the enemy comes at us, mm. and then in the New Testament, Jesus proclaims Himself as that standard. 
It's so true. And I was just thinking is I'm, I'm already getting lost in this visual that the Lord is painting for me right now, um, which is a lot of times what happens when we have these dialogues yeah. and I'm seeing Jesus lifted up just like that serpent and like that serpent, you know, everybody who looked would be made whole. Uh, but when Jesus was raised up, he said, I will draw all to myself. I will draw all judgment from the father yes. for sin and I will draw all people to myself right and so i think that jesus modeling that mm -hmm. as the standard in a different sense mm -hmm. we are to be drawing people to him and pointing people to him and i have to say luke i, I don't know you know we're we're both in our 30s mm -hmm. and growing up in in new england our whole lives and it's been very interesting to watch the different standards that have come and gone the different things that have happened it's like oh now we're running after this as a church and now we're running after this as a church instead of saying okay there are different things that are going to pop up on the radar all the time but we're pointing people always to jesus we're constantly pointing people back to him it's not this new social justice move um, or whatever it is and i want to say this too you know i grew up in one very uh, I don't know if I would say dogmatic, but I made it a dogmatic theology. Right. I was like, this is the way it is. This is the only way. And one of the beautiful things about coming to HPC is that it completely tore the cap right off of that. Right. And I was talking to people this week and, and just saying, you know, hey, coming to HPC is actually a glorious undoing. Right. It's right. a beautiful undoing yes. to say like, yes. hey, I, I may have thought this is the way that God operates my whole life. I may have made healing the end goal. I may have made financial success the end goal uh, i may have made relationships the end goal if i could you know if jesus brings me a spouse if jesus makes me right. prosper the one if, thing that i need yeah the one thing that i needed and isn't it interesting how god is so loving and gracious that he might even move in that direction to draw us to him but the closer we get to him what we begin to realize is it's really about him it's not about those things right but it can feel disorienting at times yeah especially if we're you know you and i have the benefit that we grew up in a christian environment so it wasn't completely foreign yes correct but some of you who are listening or watching this you you might have just come into church a month ago mm. or even just this past week and you're like what the heck is going on i know that what i have tasted and seen of is real yeah i know that jesus is real and I can sense it in my heart, but I don't even really know what that means. Right. And it's like, okay, so everything that I thought is 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 not right. My life is kind of getting turned upside down. And Zach talked about that before both of his messages. Yeah. He talked about how like when we're seeking the Lord and the Lord moves, it can feel disorder disorderly and it can feel disorienting. Yeah. Because God has to clean out all the junk. And and perfect analogy was when we clean our garage out mm -hmm. God has to go in there and clean out our you know like our, our emotional spiritual garage and he takes all that stuff out um, and then he's just but what he's doing is he's bringing everything into his order yes we have to forfeit our order our idea of order for what his order is and that's what he does in our in our spirit and that's why he gives us his word I I we cannot emphasize that enough. Like, if you want to know the order of the Lord, you have His Word, and you have the Holy Spirit now living inside of you. If you if you believe in Jesus, and the Holy Spirit guides you into truth, mm -hmm. so it's not just that you have to learn the manual. Right. You have the Holy Spirit who's guiding you into this, absolutely, and working with you where you're at. 
but we have to we have to be willing to surrender every every piece every thought that we have every every preconceived notion that we've had of, of god or ourselves and allow him to inform who we are and this is so good because i know it probably came up before his message but pastor zach talked about in a, in a sense the highest form of ministry that takes place is where god we are in a position and a posture where god is now ministering to us and yes. he is now connecting with us and i have to say you know that is part of the reason why we have uh, what some might say a long worship period because we do value the presence of God because we fully understand that it's in the presence of God that our lives are transformed and it's not about you know Luke I find it so interesting I, I continue to connect with people who who say like hey yeah I know I know all the rules of being a Christian or you know I I know there has to be a God because I can just see all these things around but yet there's a missing element and it's right. a relationship piece right. right right and and I think that that's probably a disservice of again raising maybe the false standard amazing raising the wrong standard because Jesus he came for relationship. The Father created in the beginning for relationship. Amen. It Amen. wasn't just about right. this thing that needs to be accomplished. No. It was all about relationship. Right. And and you know, we tend to I think we can get stuck in, okay, I have to prepare myself for this relationship. It's no, because all it takes is that we look to Jesus and recognize him as he was lifted up for us. Yeah. And now we just look to him. Mm -hmm. You know, going back to uh, Moses and the Old Testament, they they were, they had been, you know, cursed with a plague because of their disobedience. Yeah. Um, and so they had this bronze serpent and anyone who looked to the serpent was healed. Mm -hmm. They didn't have to get up. They didn't have to take a medicine. They didn't have to do anything. They just had to look. And it's that same thing with us in Jesus is we just look to him and recognize I can't heal myself. I can't fix myself. Jesus does. Mm -hmm. And that's where everything starts. It's so true. It's so good. And I think getting ourselves to the place, it's a, it's a position. It's a posture, like you said, we almost want to work to that place, but really it comes back to the same thing that is a consistent theme and it's surrender. Right, right. We have to be willing to mm -hmm. surrender it all, even what we think we know. And this was an excellent point that came up in the message. You know, we are really hung up on our doctrinal beliefs mm -hmm. and getting back to that concept of a glorious undoing. I think right. it's beautiful to be able to say like, hey, it was really challenging for me. Luke, when I, when I came, some of the things I had to be willing to put on the table mm -hmm. to see God in a different light and realize that maybe I haven't been seeing the fullest right. picture of God. Somebody wants to get a hold of one of us. I don't know. <laughs> maybe it's my mom. Oh, it's, is it really? Yes. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> but maybe, maybe I haven't been seeing the fullest picture of God, which is why the scripture says, don't forsake the gathering together right. of yourselves because I'm gonna get a fuller picture of God as I spend time, more time, right. in his presence with his people. Right, right. And I think, you know, now getting into some of those hangups, like we've yeah. mentioned some of these yeah. hangups. We've yeah. mentioned, you know, social justice, we've mentioned, you know, doctrinal divisions. Yeah. We need to ask ourselves like where do those where do those come from? And that's that's another point that, that Zach brought out. So he started talking, if you read in Jeremiah 50, you'll hear about these two they're false gods yeah. from the Babylonian times, Bel and Marduk. 
Now, we don't worship Bell and Marduk. I mean, we don't because we worship Jesus, but no one today worships those names. Right, right. Okay? Now, we have to understand that even though those names, like Bell and Marduk, nobody's like really bowing down to those, mm-hmm. Satan is still at work with those within that same spirit of the worship of Bell and Marduk today. Mm-hmm. Okay? So this is why we can read the scripture and uh, we need to unearth. So what what did these gods represent? Yeah. And how is that that same twisted spirit that Satan was, the enemy was using back then, how is that manifesting itself today? Yeah. Um, Zach explained that Bell and Marduk were these false gods. Marduk was the god of justice, compassion, and healing. And then um, Bell was a, a more evolved form of Marduk, uh, which was the god of justice and order. Wow. And we see these things playing out in our world today because yeah. justice, compassion, and healing those aren't bad. No, they're not. They're at not all. bad, and it's kind of like uh, you might have been a little confused in the in the service where maybe you felt like, oh, is he saying that we shouldn't practice justice, compassion, or healing? It's like no. But if those become our end goal, yeah, then we're completely missing the point That's because it. and they become idols, mm-hmm. and we see that playing out in our world today because everyone is about. Um, being a good person like you can talk to someone who's not a Christian and they're gonna it, They'll say like well, but I'm a good person. Yeah. I do this uh, You know we watch if you watch a beauty pageant or any kind of like even great athletes or, or movie stars They aside from their job. They're often involved in some kind of cause. Yes, you know, because we understand like there's, I need to be about something more than just, you know, looking pretty or playing ball well or, or making making cool movies. There has to be something more to life. Um, and, a, and a stopping off point that Satan will often use is, are these these social justice causes. Yes. yes. Where it's like, oh, you gotta fix the inequity in the world. You gotta yep. fix this injustice in the world. This is the problem. Yeah, yeah, and I think, I think this is what happens. You know, I've often seen growing up in the culture around here, I've been watching and studying the spiritual climate. And one of the things I see is I feel like, wow, it's so easy. And I would say maybe this happens in in a lot of Western churches. Mm -hmm. It's so easy. We have a lot of revolving and moving targets. Oh, this this looks like something good we should shoot at right now. And then what happens is we end up getting our focus off of that main standard. And we are looking at like, wow, this is a big issue. Wow, I can't believe all the injustice or I can't believe people have to know if they just knew this, you know? And it's like, what does Jesus say? I know he was talking about food and shelter and clothing in Matthew 6, but he said, seek first the kingdom of God yes. and his righteousness. There's yes. the standard right there. Correct. The right to his Correct. righteousness, not my standard. Correct. So I think one of the things that we have to do, break this down from the church climate to our personal climate. Mm-hmm. What am I hooking up to? What am I personally attaching myself to that's anything beyond or contrary to this standard of Jesus and his righteousness? Right. Right, and that's, and Zach said that, he said some of us as individuals Mm -hmm. have become so consumed with pursuing justice, compassion in our lives that we have made it an idol. And because the key is that separation of justice and compassion from the presence of God is what knocks them out of order. Yeah. Because they're not, they're not, they're not bad. They're not bad. We're actually in Micah 6, 8. We're, right. we're, we're told to pursue these things. Yes. God says that like, he has told you, old man, what is good? 
And what does the Lord require of you but to do justice, to love kindness, to be merciful, and to walk humbly with your God. And it's that last piece mm. that's 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 the foundation of everything. We are to do those things because that that is our our revelation of Christ to the world. It's gonna manifest itself with with you know bringing about justice and compassion but it all has to be based on a humble walk with the Lord. Absolutely. Because ultimately I'm not I'm not into um, you know being compassionate if if that's the end goal. If, if people only see me doing something good, then then what's the point? The idea is that they should be seeing Jesus. They should be pointing everything that we're doing should be pointing towards the Lord and and he is really that that we're we're kind of like lining up as the compass and he's the true north right. that we're pointing to. If we just see compassion for compassion's Correct. sake, we've totally missed it. Right. You know, and this this I believe um, is is such a an important factor when it comes to this area of rest because Zach was kind of closing out the yes. message and bringing us to this right. concept of we have to be at rest, but truly if we're shooting at all these moving targets, if we're not just seeking the Lord and his kingdom first and then moving where he moves and doing the work that he says, right. because who's our model? Our model right. is Jesus. And Jesus said, I only do what the father does. And I only say the things that I've heard the father say. And so that should be our model. That's how we know what type of compassion things we should be getting involved in. That's how we know what type of justice Yes. things we should be getting involved in. You know, I'm just thinking about bags of hope. Like that was something that was on the heart of Pastor John and Kim and they brought it and the church said, this is right. Hey, that that's justice and compassion right there. Right, right. And I, 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 a picture that was coming to, well, so it's a story in Acts that came to me when I was meditating on this during the message is when, G, when Peter and one of the other disciples, when they are walking by the the temple that is it the gate beautiful yes. Solomon's porch yep. um and they see this this blind this blind man yeah and he's he's begging and Peter says silver and gold I I don't have but what I do have I give to you in the name of Jesus you know be healed yeah and was it a blind man or a lame man I can't remember I know it's today beautiful, <laughs> and now you're throwing a, a Bible question at me, and I'm driving, and I can't even think straight. But, <laughs> but that's 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 the key, though. Is you know, the man wanted he wanted silver and gold. Yeah. And, G, and Peter says, "What I you know I don't have those things, but I what I do have, I'll give you, and it's in Jesus' name that you are healed." Yeah. Because he needed something more than just silver and gold. Well, honestly, mm -hmm. true, and not to cut you off, even more than his healing. That, see, you're bringing up a great point. And, and Peter was, was sensitive to the Holy Spirit enough to know, I don't think that Peter was so poor he didn't have it. I actually believe that Peter's sensitivity knew that's not what you need. Right. It's not the silver and gold that you need, but we're gonna give you what you actually need. Get up on your feet and follow after what we're doing, which is okay. Jesus, who is Jesus. Again, pointing towards, he used the name of Jesus, pointing towards Jesus. Peter was not seeking this healing for himself. No. So, and that, that's a really great point to bring us to 
this concept of covenant. I love when we start dialoguing yes. about covenant. I thought of you right away. Did you really? Yeah. 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 It's one of the things we touched so heavily in School of the Spirit. And then one of the services, I think it was second, Pastor Zach was saying that uh, Xenia Buckley is going to be teaching a course. And I'm like, that's great. And I get to talk to Xenia. Yeah, awesome. It is so critical that we understand this new covenant mm -hmm. that we're brought into. And, and we're not going to get to that right now. So what is covenant? Well, what, covenant, what does that mean? Because it's it's deeper than <laughs> it's I know it's crazy, right? It's deeper than a contract. And, and you can understand there are elements that are like a contract, but it is a binding agreement. Mm. It's a binding agreement. And usually it only ends in death, which is why if you look at marriage as the covenant example, which Pastor Zach said, when I stand up here yeah. and lead people in their marriage and facilitate, that's the key word right there, facilitate covenant. The, the closing remarks to your vows are for better or for worse, for richer or for poorer, in sickness and in health, for as long as you both shall live till death do we part. Okay, so covenant ends at that point of death. And that covenant, that's, you know, without getting into it too much, that's why Jesus's death was so important to bring closure to the old covenant right. and bring us into this new right. one. But we'll save that for class time. <laughs> but but I love what Pastor Zach was saying is that as ambassadors of Jesus Christ, if you're a follower of Jesus, you are now a facilitator of this covenant. And all that really means is when you know Jesus is the standard that you're pointing to, whatever the arena of life that God is giving you a scope of influence, you are literally charging and leaning and pointing people towards that towards that standard yeah. Yeah. and helping them enter as a facilitator covenant with Jesus, which is he can't break. He cannot break. It's binding. And so I just I love this concept because when we don't really understand covenant, all we really have to do is look at marriage and we can see, OK, God never intended for what God has joined together. Let no one tear asunder. No, and that's why I think Satan is so active in the world right now. Um, he, I mean, he always has been, but he destroys, he tries to destroy the family. He just yeah. tries, he tries to destroy marriage because marriage is a picture of the covenant that we have with God. Can, can we just pause? Because there's been so many people who have been hurt by, oh, you shouldn't get divorced. You shouldn't get divorced. God hates marriage. God hates divorce, rather, right. is what the, what the scripture says. But, and they get hung up on, oh, but God hates divorce. Listen, that's why he hates divorce. Yes. Because it, the, the covenant was never supposed to end. Right. He will never right. break his covenant. Right. It's not that God hates you. It's just that marriage is supposed to be that picture right. of that covenant relationship. Right. I cut you off there when no, you were no, going cool. I just wanted to no, jump that's on, great. on that no, point. That's, that's really cool. Um, and you touch on a lot of this in your class, The Powers of the Gospel, the yeah. Gospel of the Spirit. Uh, and since we're talking about it, is there still time for people to register for the upcoming semester? Absolutely. So we are not going to close doors for enrollment until like the first week of September. So we want to encourage everybody to get involved and to register. I talked to somebody at the table on Sunday and, you know, she was saying, I'm not really sure why I'm at the table. I just feel God leading me. And I'm like, that's the first step. That's yeah. that's where you are. I believe that God has really brought this school together. And all we're doing is facilitating his work. We've come into agreement mm. to, to join him in accomplishing what he desires. And that's getting the truth of his word out there. And we do talk a lot about covenant in our powers in the gospel course, because as I said, it's so critical to understand this new covenant that we've been brought into. Oh, so really school of the spirit church, you can register today, it'd be great. Awesome.
awesome. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed that class. Yeah, I thought it was great. And you know, I'll, <laughs> I'll put a little secret out there. You're going to be teaching in just a little while. So yeah. I'm, I'm going to say it now so we get winter, you really... Winter semester. Winter semester. Verbal, verbal commitment. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you on way more than a verbal commitment. You are teaching in the winter semester. You're teaching our worldview course. I'm just going to throw it out there so that we can yeah. we can get you it's locked on really that. It's going to be really, really exciting. It really is. for uh, what the Lord's been doing, um, what he's been showing me. I'm, I'm I'm really excited too. Well, listen, I I hope that um, we've spent some time, you know, kind of dialoguing and getting into this breakdown. I hope it was beneficial to really take time to break down this message. Anything more so on your heart that you want to tease out these last few minutes? Well, what the what the Lord was showing me just now mm-hmm. is really coming back to that place of Jesus is the standard. Jesus is the one who was lifted up for us yeah. on the cross. Yeah. He did all the work and you know we can sit here all day we can sit here weeks upon weeks upon weeks hours upon hours and and dialogue and and digest and try to figure these things out but jesus has it all figured out for us he does um so don't be hung up or discouraged if you don't understand everything yet just understand that you have to look to jesus and if that's where you have to if that's where you have to stay right now that's fine because jesus will not let you down you just look to jesus and if if you're confused if you don't know what to do with that that's why we have brothers and sisters in the church that's why we are a family and maybe your family system that you came from uh left you confused and felt like you can't trust people but but our church is a family of people that you can trust. And so I just encourage you to seek to seek people out and, and dialogue with with um, all the resources that we have with the pastoral counseling, the deliverance, the yielding. Because at the and at the root of all of that, it, again, it's just looking to Jesus. And you can do that right now where you are at home. To yeah. Jesus, I look to you. Show me to show me the way to go. I don't want to turn aside to a hill of social justice or a hill of you know trying to figure out life i really just want to go to you i want to find my rest on your mountaintop where you are that's so good that's so important and i love that you're sharing that that's part of the reason for the breakdown is that we don't have to have all the theology we don't have to have all the doctrine it's actually helpful if we don't you know paul tells us that we actually know in part and we prophesy in part everything we do is all in part right now and that day will come when things are revealed and things are clear. But I, I personally believe the best place that we can be is that pure place where it's like, Lord, just you just show me. Jesus says you have to become like a little child. That's it. And it's just be simple and allow him to teach you, allow him to raise you. Yeah. Well, listen, we are on our way to camp. We're a day away from camp. We got United showing up on Thursday night. It's going to be awesome. You're going to be there. (laughs) I'm going to be there. Uh, So we want you to be praying for our young people. I don't know the total. I'm just like, I don't even remember what the total number is, but it's going to be amazing. And I really do want to say it's so important to be praying because we have been believing that the young people that are coming are going to have an amazing encounter with Jesus this weekend. So as we close out our time together, uh, just be praying and be praying throughout this weekend as United Encounter up there. Well, Luke, why don't you take us home in prayer? Father, we thank you that uh, you are always with us and that in you, uh, we don't have to fear about where you're gonna take us because you we start with you and yes. we end with you. You yes. are the destination, you are the journey, and we don't have to have any fear. Um, 
we don't have to fear the enemy. We don't have to fear anybody. We just have to trust you and go after you. And so, Father, we just uh, repent of those times that we have maybe looked aside or started to pursue a hill or, or and not you. Um, and so, Father, we just pray that uh, you would just counsel each one of us and teach each one of us the way um, that you have for us in our lives today, how you are at work, even in those situations in our life where we might feel like you're not there, but you are there. And so, Father, we just pray that uh, you continue to show yourself to us um, and that you would put people around us um, that will point us back to you and people that we can also uh, help point to, towards you. And we just continue um, on the path that you have for us in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, this has been a really awesome breakdown. Thank you so much for joining us. I guess we'll see you next week. Absolutely.